0: you're listening to the mountain practice journeys podcast a comfy cozy place for private practice introverts highly sensitive therapists and solopreneurs who help and heal this is the place for practical nature-based magical support for your business and life there and welcome back to the mountain practice journeys podcast i'm your host cindy here in episode 73 i'm going to chat with shawnee senna of weirdo therapist coaching where she presents the five copy questions for all your marketing now onto our conversation Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm back this week with Shawnee. She's a psychotherapist and creativity coach, and we chatted last week about how to reconnect with your creativity. So today we're going to go a little bit deeper into this topic of creativity and copywriting, and she's going to share with us five copy questions that you can use for all of your marketing. So welcome back, Shawnee.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me back. So last week I kind of pooped on formulas, <laughs> and now here I am giving you one. So, yeah. haha. Um, <laughs> so these five copy questions—they're really meant to be deeply chill and to get to um, what I think clients are actually interested in knowing about. And and if I were to sum all that up before I get into the in the formula itself, like the umbrella that guides this entire thing is like letting clients know how it's going to feel to work with you. How is it going to feel? I think that that's the biggest barrier for clients is like most folks have an idea of what therapy is like intellectually, but the fear comes from like, well, but what's it going to feel like? I don't know what it's going to feel like. I don't know what it's going to feel like to talk to a stranger I don't know what it's going to feel like to be vulnerable in a way that I've never been before. I don't know what it's going to be like to have someone talk to me about my life who's not in my life. What? You know, and that can lead to um, just a lot of like angst (laughs) Mm -hmm. and putting off of, of, of the therapeutic relationship. Yeah.
0: There's already so angst to kind of, begin to begin with, like when yes. you're searching for a
1: therapist <laughs> and then to have that
0: added on top, it's like, it starts with angst and then like being able to search for a therapist. There's some more of that there. And then thinking about what the process is going to feel like is another layer.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really recommend, I think I don't know if this it's been true for me, you know, where I was a therapist who was in therapy with a longstanding therapist. And then I had to find another one. And oh my gosh, it was so insightful and like frightening. And mm-hmm. I was someone with so much inside knowledge and a lot of insight into like what I needed. And it was still really confusing, really hard, really personal. You know, it took a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And so I I think it's a really good exercise. I recommend it. If, if you, one, if you don't have a therapist, therapist, like get your life together, you know, get into therapy Um, Two, the process of finding one is a really good learning experience for us, for our clients to -hmm. see what our clients like the journey that they have to go through to get to us.
0: Yeah. And anything that we can do to make it easier for them by being able to dig into this a little bit more. I mean, like you said, with someone who is already knowledgeable about the process, that's a therapist themselves, like it can still be really stressful and thinking about someone that has no inside knowledge about the therapeutic process, I can't imagine how, how difficult that would be. And for therapists and help helpers and healers and coaches to be able to write in a way that can Mm -hmm. ease some of that discomfort for their potential clients is going to be so helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So here are the five questions I'm going to, well, let me see. I I think I'm going to go through them one at a time. And then we can pick and choose, you know, as we go. So the first question is, who am I? Meaning, who am I the healer, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is the foundation of the entire thing. I also have a little metaphor that I use to highlight each one of these questions, which is the metaphor of a flower. Mm -hmm. And so who am I is the seed and the seed that leads to the roots, right? Mm -hmm. So... It's, it's the most important thing. And it's one of, it's one that doesn't get a lot of airtime, although that is changing a little bit, but in the history of our field, we've had this emphasis of like no self and completely reflective and like the therapeutic mirror, Mm -hmm. which I have a lot of problems with. Yeah, (laughs) Um, And so, and I think that this field tends to attract people who are really comfortable with mirroring and like endlessly adapting to Mm -hmm. what other people are giving us like I think that's the role a lot of us occupied in our family system you know of like I'm gonna endlessly morph Mm -hmm. to you yeah um instead of being me and letting us relate authentically so who am I meaning what what is my essence, which is, I realize that's a really difficult question and I'll get more into that in a little bit, but like, what makes me unique and a way that I go to get into that with, um, with the folks in my writer's retreats is we, we reflect on like, what is like the top moment in your career? And most of us have a handful of them, a moment where we're like, oh my God, this is what this is all about. Magic is happening right now. Like something amazing is happening um, and we're doing it together, right? So we reflect on that moment and then we really break it down. Like what was your piece? Like you co-created that with your client. Your client didn't just bring it. You co-created it with them. So what? how did you show up to make mm-hmm. that magic moment? And then from there, we we look at like how you showed up and then we break it down into three adjectives. Um, and then that those three adjectives are the basis of who am I? So, for example, if you read my website at www.shinycenter.com which is my therapy website, not my coaching Internet presence. Mm-hmm. What I would want someone to see and what I do think you see is like I am playful, deep, and queer. So what this means is like, I go to really deep places, but I do it in a way that encourages playful and creative expression. So that's, so like, that's the tone that I bring to it. And then I bring a queer context, which means I'm talking about things from like, I'm defying cis, cisgender, heteronormative, white supremacist paradigms of the dominant culture. And I'm naming that and like bringing, speaking truth to power about that in the session. And like, so my therapy is political. Yeah. If we think of it as a Venn diagram and we've got like playful, deep and queer, that spot in the middle, that's a unique voice. That's who you are.
0: And that's where the magic happens too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's where the magic happens. Right. And so like, that's really, you know, tuning into those specific moments. And so, well, I'll, I'll pause there. I could go on forever, but we got four more questions (laughs) to do.
0: (laughs) How you, how you distilled that and that process to get so much power out of three words is beautiful because it does help describe the essence of Mm -hmm. who you are and what people can expect. Like, Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah. So the second question is who are they, meaning the clients? And if we go back to our flower metaphor, this is the stem, right? So if we think of a stem, like a spine, like this is the structure of therapy, what they're bringing in, what they want to work on, that's going to be the scaffolding that all of this is going to be built around, right? And so who they are, often when we see this in like other copywriting or marketing formulas, it's things like, what are their jobs? Like, what do they like to do for fun? Are they married? Are they not? And like, those are fine things to think about. But really, I like to go into um, like, what are the secrets that they believe about themselves? What are is too painful to share with anybody? How does their nervous system respond when they're activated? Like they are they a fighter or a runner or a freezer or a fawn? Um what's their attachment style? What are they really brilliant at? You know, what would their friends say about them? And what would their friends say about them that they would disagree if they heard that they wouldn't be able to believe? Mm -hmm. You know, like these really deeper, deeper questions. You know, that was really helpful to me when I was writing my website because I work with children, teens, and adults. And I was like, oh my God, how am I going to have anything related to like a cohesive niche when I'm working with three totally different developmental life stages, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and a lot of, a lot of issues that show up really differently depending on the context of your life. Right. And so getting down to that, like, what is their nervous system? How do they relate to people? What do they secretly believe about themselves? And what is their brilliance? And how would that show up in a little kid? How would that show up in a teen? And how would that show up in an adult? So now we have one client like following a thread through their whole life and this is where it can get really lovely for folks who are like well but i love i love working with people of all different ages or i love working with i love working with anxiety and ptsd and blah, blah, blah 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 that's wonderful and often when we reflect we do see common undercurrents of like those deeper questions and often you really can find a thread that can manifest in all sorts of different like jobs and life circumstances and even diagnoses and things like that mm-hmm. um, but have a similar heart yeah
0: I love the way that you said that as far as like having that similar heart because I always struggled with the ideal client exercises it's like you know where do they go shopping what magazines do they read what do they do in their spare time and I'm like all of my clients it would be a different answer for every one of those. So it wasn't really helpful mm-hmm. to me to try and think about what just these random things that everyone might like. But I like the way that you go deeper into some of these questions, because when I think about it, my clients, there's a similar thread in all of them, no matter where they shop at or what kind of magazines they read or like what what they're presenting
1: with. Mm Hmm. Mm Hmm. And that's, I think, that's like the joy of being a therapist, Mm is we do work with lots of different people, but often the people who aren't who who are drawn to us like do have similar stuff, and that's where you can get kind of that like woo freaky, you know, like therapist like collective unconscious coincidences that can happen. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Yeah. The third question is, what will we do together? And if we're thinking about our flower, this is the bloom of the flower. Every flower is different, even if they're the same species, you know, and there's a million different types of flowers in the world. And so like when my unique essence meets your unique essence client, what is going to be co-created between us that couldn't exist before, mm-hmm. right? Right. So, like, when my playful, deep, queer self meets your, like, anxious attachment prone to freezing, but, you know, deeply warm-hearted and so caring self, what's going to happen between the two of us, you know? And often what happens is, like... We do a lot of laughing. We do a lot of like going into big old memories. We spend a lot of time with your body. You know, like this is where we can get into um, relating modalities or specific like practices that you're into, into like their emotional core. So like another exercise that I do at the writer's retreat is I have folks list out like three to five modalities that they really love. Like I love IFS and narrative therapy and Sandray. Those are kind of my big three. And we write haikus about them. And then sometimes we'll have everybody guess what the modality is and sometimes we don't. And what I love about that is like it you you have five, seven, five syllables. Like you just don't have room for any therapy jargon. Yeah. So you stripping all that away and getting to the heart of like what it feels like. So here's an example. If we were to say, narrative, like, let's, I'm going to pick IFS, you know, of like, you have all these different parts of you that feel different things and it's really confusing and you wish everybody could just be quiet. Yes. That is beautiful because for someone who
0: doesn't know what that is, Mm-hmm. It, it explains what it, what you'll be doing together. And right. yeah, I think we take for granted like that. Not everyone knows what IFS is like, that would be so confusing just to hear that. And then if they ask what it is, you're like, oh, internal family systems. And they're like, what? I don't, okay. I don't know what
1: that is, you know? And so even being- if I jumped into like, oh, it's self and managers and firefighters <laughs> and exiles. Like what? what? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Um, that would be really hard. Mm-hmm. And it can feel it can feel really like, oh well, you're weird, you know, which is okay. I am weird, yeah. but I want people to be excited to and, and again, like getting to the heart of the modality. So we got mm-hmm. to the heart of you, we got to the heart of the client. Now we're getting to the heart of the modality, which is basically like a little infrastructure. What a modality is, is it's just an infrastructure of concepts that are like made up. Yeah, so that we can meet each other in boundary love to connect and heal Mm -hmm. you know like that's what therapy is it's using these different structures that allow us to like have a boundary and have a path to walk together so that we can meet in the magic of the therapeutic relationship to heal
0: yeah Yeah, and I know that sometimes clients do look look for specific modalities, like they heard that, oh, I need to do EMDR or someone recommended that I try IFS, but that's not the majority of people. And it can be if someone visits your website and you're talking in that language, it can, for one, make them feel like, oh, I don't know what this is about. And it's like, Mm -hmm. should I be understanding this? Am I going to be a good therapy client? because do I already need to know what all these things mean? And they can get really confused.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I have been that person, Mm -hmm. you know, like I looked for EMDR, I looked for this and it became, it actually wasn't super helpful because it didn't tell me anything. When I picked based on modality, I didn't pick based on the potential for the therapeutic relationship. And then lo and behold, the therapeutic relationship wasn't the right fit and I had to move on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So and when I've met client with clients who reach out to me and they're like, oh my gosh, your website's so cool, but do you do, do you do MDR? And I'm like, no, but I do a similar thing to EMDR, like via the sand tray. Mm-hmm. You know, they're both ways of processing trauma. They have different blah blah blah. Here's why I do this, what I like about it. Generally they're like, okay, never mind. Mm-hmm. I don't care about it. EMDR anymore mm-hmm. i care about healing and i'm connected to you yeah <laughs> you know um and like well great done mm-hmm. yeah so the next um the next question is what will change and if we're coming to our flower metaphor this is where things get interesting because this is a bee that comes to the flower so now we've got a new character coming in and so like what will change is like what are some of the immediate or i i call it like the the short game and the long game (laughs) um, in my practice like what are some of the changes that can happen that are going to bring immediate like relief and joy you know so for my clients it's things like we're going to learn how to tune into your body so that you can know when fight flight or freeze is coming or you can recognize it after the fact and not feel so lost Mm-hmm. right it's um learning how to uh to rest without w- before you go into like crashing into nervous system crashing and like how do we build that you know so these are like the immediate changes that feel kind of like like getting into a hot tub like <sighs> yeah you know? so like you read that if I reclined I was really struggling and I heard like you will learn how to go to bed without looking at your phone. You know, I would be like, (sighs) Uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and not just learn, but you won't need to look at your phone anymore before you go to bed because you're going to be able to be more comfortable with just resting like that kind of thing. So we have like this, this is bringing in some newness into um, introducing the possibility of like you might feel better in these tangible ways pretty soon, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is where therapists can get a little, like these last two questions where therapists can get a little jumpy because we've, we've been trained um, really hard to like not promise any guarantees, which I think is, that's understandable. And we know that like one of the common factors, like one of the things that predicts Therapeutic success is hope for the client, yeah. hope coming from the client. And why would we not do our part to give our client hope? Mm-hmm. And this is one of the ways that you can do that is by being clear about changes that, you know, are not a guarantee, but that you have witnessed before in your work.
0: Yeah, to show the possibilities of what's different mm-hmm. and for that to allow them to have hope in that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So then our final question is, and then what? And another way to say that question is like, what is going to be the systemic impact of this change? So if we think about our honeybee, we know, we had a honeybee that came to the flower and then what happens? The honeybee goes to other flowers and like cross pollinates and then they go back to the hive and then they make honey. And then that honey nourishes the queen and then more bees are made or the honey goes to a store and we get to put it on toast mm-hmm. like we have this like larger systemic ecosystemic impact from this one flower and so then we're saying you know to the clients like here can be the larger the larger impact and this is where it gets it gets a little ideology ideological I think, for the therapist of, like, what do you think therapy is capable of? Like, what can, like, if we think big, like, do you think therapy can change the world? I, like, I kind of do and I kind of don't. Like, that's where it gets interesting, you know? It's, like, I have my own views about that, but I do believe that the change that it can be is really powerful and larger and having a systemic impact. So, like, things like, you know, one of the things I do in the writer's retreat is thinking about, like, if an old client came, wrote you a note 30 years later and they said, you know, when I think back on our work, I realized that it allowed me to, dot, dot, what would they say? Show up and trust more in relationships. Take a risk and apply for a different job. Um, forgive my mom and start talking to her and not talking to her, you know have a baby, even though I was so afraid, try out that new kink. And now I have this kick-ass sex life, whatever, you know, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, That something really big is possible.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And the way that um, you're asking these questions and looking at them, it does help to demystify what therapy is. And that's what clients Mm -hmm. need to understand what it is at its root, what it is that they can experience instead of complicating it with, you know, all of the, the language that we use as therapists or the way that we talk about ourselves or the way that we try to describe them and getting more to the root of the matter, because it does make it, um, it simplifies it, it demystifies it and it makes it really clear and Mm -hmm. it can elicit, one of those where you could feel what it is instead of know what it is.
1: Yes. And I mean, that, I think that copy can be healing. Like I think that copy can't, not just us writing the copy, although I do believe that too. see the past episode. Um, (laughs) But I think that like reading copy where if you read something where you feel seen and validated and you begin to have the possibility that something could be different, Like that's, that's the beginning of change. And if you feel some, you see something where you feel seen and understood and you feel like connected and drawn to another person, that's the beginning of the therapeutic relationship. Mm-hmm. We're, we're starting here. Um, yeah. Yeah. So rather than being like, I'm giving them a like profile, of me so that they can know if they want to be in a therapeutic relationship with me. What, what this, what I hope that this formula does is it's like holding out a hand and saying like, I want to be in relationship with you. If you want to be in a relationship with me and here's why I think that could be amazing. Yeah. And
0: that just feels better being on the other end mm-hmm. of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then how we can apply this so if you have something big like a website or a listing ideally like if we applied this formula you would answer all five questions and i have no i give no fucks about like is each one of them a page is mm-hmm. each one of them a paragraph like it doesn't really matter sometimes the questions can like kind of blend together you know, and you answer like, what are we going to do together and what will change And like one go or who am I and who are you? You know, and each one is just a sentence. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Whatever feels right to you or just play around with it and see what happens. But anything that's meant to like, be like, here's a representative of me, include all five questions. Anything that's kind of short marketing or little marketing, things like email lists, podcast episodes, social media posts, right? Whatever where right? it's meant to be like here's a taste. Come back to the come back for another taste. Right. Mm-hmm. You just mix and match the questions. The end, like that's how you apply this formula for all of it, for all marketing, right? And a thing that is I find really cool is like when you dig deep into these questions, like each one of them is a massive well it's never ending. And so like, if you write one little Instagram post of one aspect of who they are, and then another Instagram post of the aspect of who you are, you will be able to create infinite amount of posts of each one of these questions. And the deeper you go, generally, the more you find, the more there is to talk. Yeah. And so the more impactful it is, the deeper you go. Yeah. And so like I really like this formula because it's it's not about like how do you write a cool website or a psychology today profile that converts but more like how do you talk about this thing that's like so difficult to talk about because it's it's like science and art and magic and spirituality uh, you know <laughs> all together and it's kind of un- intangible and it's deeply private mm-hmm. um how do we talk about this in a way that is convertible on any medium. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what it's all about. And I think if you do write your copy or your marketing in this way, I think it's going to be a breath of fresh air to clients because they're probably used to hearing the things that we've been told, you know, over the past, yeah. I don't know how long about how to present ourselves and how to write about ourselves and especially as therapists, because a lot of that in the past has been, uh, really limited in what we were <laughs> allegedly allowed to say about ourselves and about our clients. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that has changed. And I think we're still getting caught up with how we convey that in the easiest, most simple way that can, that doesn't complicate things.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing that feels really important to me is like a a lovely thing is like when we go deeper and into the heart, I like, I feel like my clients know me on a deep, deep level because this is the kind of thing that I share with them, but they don't really know any of the particulars about my life or my history. Mm -hmm. Like I don't talk about my mom or my marriage or, you know, my specific traumas, but I do talk about my nervous system. Mm -hmm. Like I do talk about being deep, playful and queer. Right. And like, that's what I'm really talking about anyway. And that's, that's something that I'm pretty much fine with disclosing because it, it's not revealing, it's not revealing anything about me. Mm -hmm. Um, So my client, like, I think if you, if you asked my clients, like, does Shani tell you a lot about yourself? They, they would say No. Mm-hmm. Like I think I actually hold that disclosure line pretty well. And yet, I am intimately connected with them because I'm showing them like my like innards,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah my
1: energetic innards.
0: and that's a beautiful balance because you can you don't have to disclose all of these things to give someone a paint them a picture of what it's like to be in your presence, what it's like to work with you. Like there can be that, that distinction and they can feel really intimately connected to you without knowing all about you.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. This is so beautiful. Like this is um, it's looks so simple, probably really hard to do because we do have to dig deep and just get clarity. And we're going against what we've been taught about how we write and how we present ourselves. But this is it's beautiful. And I think that it, the main thing that I'm taking away from it, that it does help clients to not feel so overwhelmed when they're looking for someone and gives them a better picture of what it's like to work with someone versus, Oh, let me find someone that does this modality or that takes my insurance or that like some of these other things that that's not really going to, um, guarantee a good fit.
1: Right. And there's nothing more like, uh, defeating than doing all this work to find a therapist and then being like, oh, never mind. Like a lot of a lot of clients don't come back, mm-hmm. you know, because um, they don't know it can be different, or because it's just really frustrating and hard. And so, if we can shift that a little bit, and I will say, like, you know, this is where we talk into kind of the business of good copy, like why good copy. We've been talking about why good copy matters more on an energetic, spiritual, like therapeutic relationship level. Good copy really enables you to get what you need in your practice because it makes clients want to work with you, want to work with you, not just work with anybody. And so they will come in at 2 PM or they will not see you on a weekend or they will pay out of pocket, you know? It's, and if you're a big old introvert like me, when you have really good copy, you don't need to network as much, which was a big like that was a thing. I was like, oh my god, networking. Uh. Mm-hmm. No, I'm still doing my own healing work around that. Um, but I didn't have to do it very much because when I just put my website onto you know Facebook, responding to like therapist things, therapists who would read it would get a very clear picture of who I am and refer to me, and clients would find my website and be like, you're the one. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I will say to therapists out there, if you've never had a client be like, you're the one I want to work with, I will make it happen. It's an incredible feeling. Mm -hmm. It's so fulfilling. And it usually like, it's a good sign that good therapeutic work is coming. Not always. I've had that not happen. Um, but often. And so, like, that is a tangible benefit. Like, copy didn't, like, writing good copy didn't directly translate into making all of these policies for my practice that were really sustainable for me. Like, that was its own work that I had to do. And it was really important work. But it did, like, make all of that easier. It just makes all of it easier. Because then people are into you and they're willing to make it
0: happen. Yeah, that is a really good feeling when you're able to explain so clearly to people where you can paint that picture of what it's like to be with you and work with you. And then they can decide if that's a good energetic match for them. And then if it is, they will do whatever they need to do to be able to have that experience with you. And it's a really good feeling. And like you said, it doesn't always 100% guarantee that it's gonna be this amazing experience, but it really does help. Like it, Yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. Um, and I, it's really helped me break out of scarcity mindset where I don't feel like I have to hold on to a particular client, either who's ready to go, who I already work with, Or I don't feel like I have to like hustle and sell Mm -hmm. my practice because I know like there are people who are into me and they're coming. Yeah. They're going to book a consultation next month. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I know that because I have the evidence. And so if I don't feel super into you, I don't feel like it's good fit. Or if we're working together and our work is naturally wrapping up, like I don't need to panic about that.
0: Yeah. That's a beautiful gift of this to have that peace Mm -hmm. of mind in your practice or your business.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, another amazing, amazing conversation. (laughs) I could talk about this for days because it's so important in how we, how we can really better connect with people that are looking to, for the support that we can provide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything that you want to leave the listeners with on this
1: topic? Sometimes when you get a formula, um, I've noticed, I call it like information versus transformation. So when my brain is ready for information and I get a formula, there's like a sense of like, oh, and like like a spark and I can feel my brain like going to work. To like make it happen and and it kind of kicks the creative juices into gear and that's usually a sign that information isn't enough so if you read you heard these practice questions you're like oh my gosh i'm already kind of answering them in my head and that sounds interesting Woo! you know um then go forth like these are for you they're not a secret take them and run i'm i'm so happy if you heard these questions and like we talked about in the last episode you're like okay, that sounds good, but like, what? Nothing's really coming up. Or the thing that's coming up is like fear and hesitation. And maybe that says that I'm not good at this, or it's not going to work for me. It's probably not that it's not going to work for you. It's that you need transformation, not information. That means that there is deeper work to be done. And if that feels like you then I would encourage you to come to the writers retreats because that's what we do is we take this formula and we go real deep and we work with it together in a group Mm -hmm. um and that's transformation happens where folks are able to step really spaciously into these deep questions to like play around with them to meet any resistance that comes up and like love their way through that um and then their brain kickstarts and they go to like that information place where they're like, oh, it could be like this. It could be like this. I, I want to write for days, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So if you felt like, oh, maybe, but I don't think I can, it's not that you can't. It's that there's deeper work to be done. And I would encourage you to reach out to me on Instagram at your therapist coaching. If mm-hmm. you feel that way.
0: Yes. Yeah. I highly recommend that as well. Like the work that you do is amazing and if you're struggling with getting your voice out there or not knowing like how to get yourself out there, how to write about what you what you do, yeah, um check out weirdo therapist coaching. It's uh <laughs> one of my favorite Instagram accounts, but because it really <laughs> is fun. Like you lead by example. You you do what you what you're teaching other people to do. They can see how that applies in the real world and they're like, "I want that." And Mm -hmm. you are the one that can provide that for me. So it does really get you kind of like a little fan club where it's like, oh, this work Mm -hmm. that you're doing is amazing. And I want to work with you. So yeah, definitely recommend that. Um, Yeah. Any other, uh, because I know you've got your Instagram, anything else that you want to share? Or is that how you, how you connect with everyone? That's
1: my main thing right now. I have an email list. Like that's my next realm of growth, to be honest. That's the thing that I feel um excited and scared and repulsed by yeah. is getting an email list together. So one day that'll be you can sign up for it, but no one's received any emails. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's my edge. head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that will be a thing one day. Um, but right now Instagram is the main, the main way. And if awesome. you're curious, like what does this actually look like on Shawnee Seno's therapy website? Like if you want to read some of my writing, Um, is my therapy website and you can check that out. Mm
0: -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing your, your heart, your expertise to, to help people to get their voices out there in a way that is attractive and digestible Mm
1: -hmm. to the people that are
0: looking for them.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. This has been a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today. For episode 74, I'm going to encourage you to stop living for the weekend. If you haven't yet listened to episode 72, I urge you to do that. In that episode, I began my conversation with Shawnee on how to reconnect with your creativity. I'm truly grateful that you choose to join me here for practical, nature-based, magical support for your business and life. For more inspiration and to see what I'm up to, join me over on Instagram at Mountain Practice Journeys. If you're enjoying yourself here, please head over to Apple Podcasts and hit those five stars and I'll be over the moon. And if you'd like to work with me, join me in Forest Mind, my cozy, small group mastermind for private practice introverts, highly sensitive therapists, and solopreneurs who help and heal. May the forest be with you.